0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by the household. It's a full household this episode. We got uh, my lovely fiance, our pop culture correspondent to my right. We have Allie, we have Genevieve, we have Derek. We also have Amanda on this episode do you want to address what you just told me? Apparently, They're this alleged fighting. feud between you <laughs> two? No,
1: Ally and Amanda hate each other. Apparently, not only did something happen between us, but we've... What happened? Uh, well, who knows? Something <laughs> happened between us to the point where we can't sit at the desk together. And eat, we, no, we can't be on episodes together. And even when we are on episodes together, we can't sit next to each other, which I found funny because one... we are you no- reading
0: this? Is this one comment? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Nothing happened. And two, the fact one that... What episode was this on? That something so dramatic would have happened that we would have gone to Nick and been like, like hey, it's me or her. be in the
2: same room. We not
1: don't. at the desk. Genevieve's in the middle. But other than that, I will be back in that chair or on that couch. Do not make me sit next to her.
0: The household grows and um, well, it really is.
1: I've been here. I've just been back there.
0: Allie does so much that y'all just don't even understand. We have a, a hit show for you today. The one, the only, Izzy Zapata.
1: Well, he has like a nice ring to it that Zipata, I can't quite though. do.
0: Anyways, we have a lot of questions for Izzy. Most importantly, why was he such a dick to Johnny, the drawer? Lots to talk about with Izzy. He uh, he definitely is a very, he was a very giving guest.
2: A lovely gentleman.
0: Did your opinions change?
2: Um. Yeah, yeah I would say mine did. He definitely made up for the way he spoke to Johnny. Okay. Yeah. Well, so That well, was my biggest beef with him was how mean he was yeah. to her and- I was curious to know if he felt bad, if he had remorse, if he regretted that, and he seems to do very much well.
3: Well,
4: well,
2: why well, well. well. <laughs> don't you hey, just well, keep on listening?
3: Why don't you just decide? <laughs> nice to try. Decide? You thought
0: you'd
2: yeah, get it out of us all. You got me.
0: Decide. You didn't. Decide, no, 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 decide no, no, for no. yourselves. <laughs> Breaking news: We have some information from inside the suite.
5: You know what suite we're talking about?
1: Yeah, Taylor's. And for those who don't. The Get fantasy out. suite.
0: The fantasy suite. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh the c Already. suite. Yeah. <laughs> Already. Uh, inside the star-studded suite, that uh, was Taylor Swift watching her man Travis.
1: I've started falling asleep to the New Heights podcast. Wow. To Dad's
5: voice. Yeah. Started falling asleep to Dad's voice. voice. Yeah. No. No. Just Dad. Just Dad. Yeah.
0: I had two questions for my friend who was also in the suite. I wanted to know how Brittany Mahomes was. And did you find out? Yeah. And how is she? Lovely, apparently. For any thoughts that somehow uh, Brittany has inserted herself into Taylor's group or, you know, kind of bulldozed her way into the suite, so to speak, that would be inaccurate. Um, She was welcomed with open arms and invited and taken out on the town by uh, Taylor and the girls. You know, it's interesting because, like, it seems like Brittany Mahomes has gotten, she's been in the press, she's gotten some bad press in the past. And this is my speculation after talking to my friend. But the read I got was, again, the takeaway is she's very nice. But the read I got was there was a lot of empathy towards, you know, what it might be like for Brittany Mahomes, who is married to Patrick Mahomes, currently the best quarterback in the NFL. The quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, who Kansas City is not a huge city. So imagine being Patrick Mahomes.
5: He's a big fish in a small pond. He's a huge
0: fish in a small pond. Patrick Mahomes has a problematic brother. Well, he's got his issues. We don't need to get into that. And it seems like instead of people going after Patrick, it's almost as if Brittany is a convenient scapegoat. Mm -hmm. And my read, again, this is coming from me. I couldn't help but You know, you look at the Sophie situation. Taylor has gone after her way to look after Sophie after clearly like the Jonas brothers trying to get ahead of the divorce and the press and things like that. And it seems like Taylor is going out of her way. She seems like she got, there was this after party after the Kansas City Chiefs game. There were reports that her and Brittany got to know each other. And I can't help but wonder if Taylor has, you know, grew fond of her. Taylor is using her power, her stardom to, you know, kind of protect women who, you know, through maybe whether it's, no fault of their own, like, Sophie is on the receiving end of, you know, certain type of vitriol from the Jonas Brother fan base, and then Brittany Mahomes is on the receiving end of, like, vitriol from certain football fans.
5: I think, like, Taylor having been, like, kind of the underdog, having been, like, the the woman who was, like, put in the spotlight and, like, just got nasty, nasty comments for, like, an entire year that she was forced to go, like, underground, essentially. I'm sure she, like, really feels for those women.
1: But I also, she strikes me as the type of person where she's going to do her own research, she's going to talk to them directly, and she's just going to pick the side that she thinks is right. I don't think she's just willy-nilly going to say, exactly. I'm always going to defend That's the woman. True, yeah. She goes to dinner with Sophie Turner. You know, it's like she hears sides, and then she very clearly takes But she's side.
0: not afraid to go out of her way to protect people who might be misunderstood totally. or misrepresented in the press. And she has no problem using her power and her stardom to protect, you know, those people that she wants to help.
5: I'd imagine Taylor's has like, gotten really good at telling what's smoke and what's fire Yeah. in the gossip columns. Mm. I'm definitely sure that, like, you know, it's not like she went into the first game, like being besties with Brittany. Like,
0: I mean, I don't even know if they're yeah. besties now, but no, it, it no, seems but... like she's really liked the person that she got to know. Other people who also got to know Brittany and that sweet really think she's wonderful um and really like enjoyed the person they got to know. And I think there's some empathy towards Brittany and how she has been treated in the press. And it seems like a really nice gesture for Taylor to go out of her and Like, you know, she's in the midst of dating Travis, right? And all this press. And in the midst of this new love affair, she's also kind of made a friend and taking that friend under her wing to You know, help someone out who she may feel like has got a bad rep.
2: While on the other wing has Sophie Turner. Her wings are full.
0: Her wings are so full. Oh, yeah.
2: Stacked. She was there with her backup singer, too. Did you
5: see that? No. That's one of the women that she brought to the suite. Like, I love that. You know, like, I love that Taylor has like normal friends.
0: Taylor seems like someone who being a good friend really matters to her.
1: She's also loyal. Like you look at her band that she's on tour with and and you can point out the people who have been there since the beginning.
0: For what it's worth, I said, I hope the Travis and Taylor thing is real to which I got a reply. I don't understand the comments about real or fake. Like they just started dating. There's a genuine interest there. There's no fakeness to it. But I don't know. You know, they just started dating. Yeah, doesn't like, mean, she doesn't like,
2: know if they're gonna get married. Yeah. it's like, like, like
0: most people who just start dating, it's like, yeah, they they, they well, seem I, like there's a genuine like, interest there. The
2: rumors are that
5: this is PR, it's to help him, it's to help her with her movie sales, not that she needs help with that. It's to like get over the Maddie Healy controversy, which like that was a while ago, and we'd already stopped talking about it. Yeah. I, I just don't think like Taylor needs to be in a PR relationship anymore. Like, I can that say with
0: confidence her. that it is not. Love. Like, that it is.
5: I didn't think it was anyway, but love. And it's
0: very early stages, but the interest is mutual and genuine.
5: Hmm. Like they're probably not boyfriend girlfriend yet, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't pry, but certainly not, certainly not fake, and certainly not for press.
5: I
1: love them. Yay. I saw the Kansas City Chiefs were playing the Vikings on Sunday, and I debated flying
5: home. Yeah, I wanted to come with you.
0: <sighs> so, anyways, yeah, it, it's, it makes me more interested in getting to know who Brittany Mahomes is. Because I I do think Taylor has impeccable taste. And I think she is very careful about who her circle includes. As nice as she is in, in outreaching to certain people, I don't think she does that with just anyone. And I think she's incredibly careful and incredibly safe. And I think it says a lot for the people that she is inviting to dinner and who she's inviting into her suite. And I think just people out there should... If you're a Taylor Swift fan, you should trust Taylor's taste. Don't trust Taylor, but then criticize the people she's hanging out with. Uh, What do we have to get into? Well, we had special forces that, you know, that happened. Tom and I raced down a wall. I was really pissed because technically he beat me. I got screwed. Because if you watch it, they did air it. At the very end, you see me get jerked. And <gasps> I like to stop. They
2: pulled you back?
0: I was literally going so fast down the wall that the safety team yanked on it.
2: And then Billy said, you got scared and yeah. you
0: stopped. And then what they <gasps> didn't show is him winking at me. <laughs> Uh, When he said that.
2: (laughs) How did you not just like faint? They did just show Nick and Tom both like smiling, like weirdly smiling after it. So it's like, well, something happened.
0: Yeah. I was pissed because it was, I was, Tom and I were both flying. Like we were actually last to go. They didn't Mm -hmm. air it that way. And so we had the benefit. If you go last, because you you go, you don't get any fucking training. They're literally like, go figure it out. Go do it. And on the way up, Tom bet me a hundred. He's like, do you want to bet a hundred bucks? They didn't show that. He's like a side bet hundred bucks. I was like, sure. Uh, so we had a we had hundred bucks riding on it. Did, Did you, you pay him? him? Yeah. I paid him. Yep. As soon as I got off, soon as I got my phone back, like, you Venmoed Tom you? Sandoval
1: hundred dollars. Yeah,
0: I'm a man of my word.
5: Did you go through his Venmo history? It's like the greatest way to stalk someone in this day and age. I think. Can you pull up Tom Sandoval's Venmo?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go through his Venmo history on this. It's show. like
2: Raquel Levis. Raquel Levis. <laughs> we'll <it> <laughs> Raquel Levis. <it>. Ariana, Ariana <laughs> half of rent. rent. <laughs> yeah.
1: Half of mortgage. I'm
0: assuming his would be on private. Anyways, we were flying down the thing and other people, you know, there was, when you got to the bottom of the wall, there was a cliff, you had to jump down. And when JoJo raced Brian, there was a, a bit of a dispute between who won because Brian made it to the edge of the wall first, but JoJo made it down to the the safety people first. So then it was decided you had to make it not only at the edge of the wall, but you had to get down onto the steps. So I'm flying. Tom got a bit of a head start. I really got momentum. I'm flying. I'm a good t- ten feet ahead of Tom. And that towards the end, I was like, "You got to just keep fucking going." And I went to like jump off, and in-, in the air, I just felt a pull. And if you watch it back, you see me get fucking yanked. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And that Tom's seems just like, "Dangerous la- too." I didn't- I was trying to win, and. <laughs> Tom was just kind of laughing, and I was just, you know, laughing back. And then, yeah, Billy said I chickened out, and I got real pissed, and I just decided to, you know, take it and smirk and whatever. I really felt bad for Dez though, because Dez really, when he kept saying I gotta go, staff, I gotta go, like he had to go.
2: Number two.
0: He really got screwed because when you were in that equipment, when you were down facing the wall, it was just pulling on your guts. It was Mm -hmm. just. All the, it Ugh. was, I don't know how much pounds of pressure was pulling when, when Angela, aka Black China, was deciding whether she wanted to go or not. And in the middle of quitting, that took several minutes. So he's just literally hanging there ah. for probably a good two or three minutes, maybe even longer. And he really like had to, and then we were in a place where they were like, well, go use the bushes if you want, but we don't give a shit. You know, that was literally the attitude, you know? And so. He really got screwed.
1: Pooping your pants is never a pleasant feeling.
2: Did you get the... Uh, <laughs> obviously not. I Did pooped you... my pants when I was
1: wearing skinny jeans once. Figure that out. <laughs> How old were you? Figure 18, 19. 19.
5: It's too old. It's too <laughs> too old. old to be doing too old Too old to be wearing skinny jeans. They were out of style and I would agree. At point. And I would agree. <laughs> They're deaf out of style then. Well,
3: <laughs>
0: University skinny?
5: of Minnesota frat house.
0: <laughs> I, I have definitely out of my skinny jean era, of which I was... I really was a big part of for a long time.
5: Men really held on to that.
0: They still are.
2: Oh my God. I hate it. I the like grip it. they have on skinny jeans, it must be released. <laughs> really? I mean,
0: I have Nally to thank for, for saving me from the skinny jeans era.
5: That's like ninety percent of like a girl's job in a relationship. You know? Not to love and care. No, to make the God style no. better. And the house but, well it,
2: it, it's it's yes. it's it's not only
0: better, but just Decore. to keep it keep it progressive. Keep it <laughs> changing. Men yeah. will like to lock in to a certain era of fashion. Like we're currently
2: trying arts. to get Nick out of the cherry T-shirts. Um, that was as your I'm fault. Sure. I thought you put him in them. Yes, and now he only. But wears when I them. when I
0: grab a hold of something, I really grab a hold of it.
2: Yeah, you're a loyal man. Yeah, that's one. Thing. I challenged him um, the other day to put together an outfit that did not involve a cherry T-shirt. How do you do? I don't think it happened. To hmm. be honest. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Uh, what do we have to get into before? Uh, We get to uh, Izzy. Why
2: are people being mean to Kendall for her walk at the Shibri show? I don't know. Because she has a good walk. I think it's like
1: also with some of these things, isn't it more of a stylistic thing? I would assume they give you some sort of note.
2: Yeah, some like creative directors want you to...
5: They specifically said it's how a door would walk if it had legs. Oh. A door.
0: People are so fucking mean. She's just walking slow. She's modeling.
5: She's a
1: little stiff. I'll say it. Well, yeah, but it looks like a very stylized. Dress. She has her hands on her hips. She has this huge hair. I don't know. I think it was a style, cho- stylistic
2: choice. Listen, people are always going to hate on them, no matter what they do. Travis,
0: Kelsey's ex-girlfriend, Kayla Nicole, unfellow, former close friend, Brittany Mahomes. How close were they? And mm-hmm. we're basing this off of what? That they follow each other on Instagram?
5: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I only just learned about this man.
0: I mean, I certainly just heard about Haley Nicole.
1: So true. And the fact that every article she pops up on starts with Travis Kelsey's ex.
0: She's really milking this.
1: Yep. So apparently, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas were planning their forever home in England. So apparently, Joe penned the heartfelt note on June 16th, which was just three months before he filed for divorce. In an effort to persuade a homeowner to sell their property in Wallingford, Wallingford, Oxford, when my wife and I decided we were going to spend more time in the UK and search for a permanent home, our daughter expressed three unwavering requirements Uh, and obsessed with these having chickens, a pony and a Wendy horse house house. Doesn't that kind of just prove how quickly he either changed his mind and also she was trying to take her kids back to England and he's holding their passports but three months before he's trying to buy a house in England. That's sus. And he's penning a letter himself trying to convince these people to sell them their home.
0: Yeah, which is pretty typical in the buying a home process, you know, especially if it's competitive. You're like, hey, this is why I want this home and I, you know, these are the memories I have because people sometimes who sell their home are attached to it and they want to They want to know that they're selling their home to someone who's truly going to love it as much as they do. So that's pretty common. But the fact that he did that, yeah, it shows that he must have truly wanted to move there. It was very serious about it.
1: While many of the houses we viewed met this criteria, the moment we turned the corner and caught sight of the charming blue shutters, we experienced a sense of magic unlike anything we had felt before.
0: This is Joe's words.
2: Mm -hmm. The requirements of their daughter. Yes. How old is she?
0: Sounds like Sophie has a case.
1: So it is a 7.5 million pound estate with a beautiful walled garden.
0: I think it's about nine mil dollars ish.
1: My father-in-law is an incredibly keen gardener, and he was suitably impressed by your vegetable garden, too. A very important sign off. He's really including a lot of detail in this letter. Hmm.
0: Wait, so wait, our fr- friend of show, Cammie Crawford, she thinks the, the Taylor and Travis are, is, is all for PR, huh? Yes. Again, I just don't like we stopped talking about Matt Healy as soon as Taylor stopped hanging out with him. I I don't think Taylor needs to do any type of rebrand or PR saving. Yeah, like this would be
5: pretty a delayed response if this was like in response to that. And I don't think she'd be so delayed.
1: I think it's more likely that that one theory we talked about was true of Taylor using this as a distraction from the Sophie and Joe divorce because that's at least more current if this is being used for PR or she's doing things at least a bit more publicly to create headlines I could see it but
5: then she obviously released like someone from her camp released the fact that Sophie's staying in her New York place
1: yeah you know and then she was at the game
5: Yeah.
0: Mm. But that's not that hard. I mean, they all have friends. People talk and like all it was confirmed is that she let her stay there. I mean, I
2: mean, literally, that's what's happening with you and your friends.
0: Exactly. (laughs) You know, and it's just like I literally call her up. I caught up with her. I asked her some basic questions. It was very vague. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, you know, again, when I was like, hey, is it real? The response was that's from the POV. It's such a silly question. I get like. We all think everything with Taylor has got to be like all produced and yada, yada. Or at least some people, we don't think that. But she's a real human being who has a genuine interest in meeting people and making connections just like anyone else would. And I don't think Taylor Swift's at the point of her life, to your point, is that that she needs to, she's so successful right now. They are literally moving movies. The new Exorcist movie literally moved. They were like, we bow to Taylor, you know, like he didn't need to date Travis Kelsey for taylor swift's movie about her tour like making the whole movie industry re like do their schedule what's more believable that or that taylor swift actually like has a genuine interest in a successful good-looking charming guy who's got a good family close with his brother there's a lot to like about travis kelsey so no
2: did y'all um hear about the lady gaga what's going on with lady gaga right now Remember when her dogs got kidnapped? hmm So she basically was like, there's a reward for $500,000. No questions asked if, like, my dogs get returned. Then the woman who returned them was the kidnapper herself. <gasps> and Lady Gaga was like, I'm literally not paying you. Like, <sighs> go fuck yourself. And a judge just ruled that she does not have to pay. Good. The
1: kidnapper. Nor any money for alleged damages and emotional distress. So the dog napper is saying she has emotional distress?
0: I mean, the sad reality is, is anyone can sue anyone for anything. That is a flaw in our court system. And uh, you can claim anything if you want to. And so, yeah, this lady could easily claim I got emotional most stress after I came forward and her fans harassed me. I don't know. People can make whatever shit up.
2: Crazy. Uh,
0: unfortunately.
2: But could you imagine if Lady Gaga had to pay the kidnapper? You know how many kidnappers would then be like, Okay, I'll go kidnap yeah. and then return it.
0: Thank, mm-hmm. thank you for to this judge who really? had the wisdom to do the right thing.
1: Uh, well, maybe before we get to Izzy, the Love Is Blind creator commented on what the reveal that they knew each other prior to going in the pods. What has he said? Uche and Li- and Lydia. Um, we had absolutely no idea. The intention is that we have a pool of people that don't know each other. We have had a few instances in the past with people on the same side, like two women who know each other a little bit, but we haven't had people, to my knowledge, on the other side of the pod that knew each other, and we've never had, to my knowledge, people who have had a relationship in the past. It's just mind-blowing that that was the case and truly shocking on day one that that information was delivered to me.
0: It's time to get to Izzy. Uh, also, don't forget to send us those questions at AskNick at thevilefiles for all things AskNick. Texting office hours, we have an amazing be- episode of Better Date to Never live tonight at nine p.m. Eastern, so be sure to check that out as well. What can
1: we talk BDSM? Sure. Is Genevieve on my team?
0: Amazing. <laughs> uh, next week we have the one and only Gabby Wendy on reality recap to break down the Golden Bachelor, Love Is Blind, and Bachelor in Paradise, and then we have. Heather DeBro from Real Housewives to talk all about Housewives of Orange County, the reunion that uh, will just have wrapped. So lots to get into with Heather. Excited to have her. Also, don't forget, we had an update classic drop last Friday uh, that is available to all. We have our Ask Nick episodes every Monday. And if you love those updates, don't forget, we have a new update dropping behind Vile Files Plus this week, Friday. That's tomorrow. So if you're dying for more updates from some of your favorite stories from Ask Nick, Texting Office Hours, and Sweat in the Wedding, be sure to check them out behind Vile Plus. Let's go to VileFiles.com. It's free to sign up. Do not miss out.
1: It's a stacked month.
0: It's a stacked month. Yeah, we have a lot for you. We're excited to share with you. All right. It's time for Izzy
1: struggle sleeping it is the type of thing where I want to make sure I have the best bedding sheets pillows all that good stuff and I've always struggled with pillows for some reason I don't know if I just have a very heavy head um, but I usually end up using two pillows I need support and half the time I feel like my pillows just go flat within days or weeks of me buying them until I discovered hello pillows because they're made out of buckwheat so unlike a traditional pillow that's really squishy and might go flat it is filled with support And it's going to last in the exact same condition that you get it. And honestly, I've never slept better. It stays cool and dry. I tend to be a night sweater. And I have not sweat since (laughs) starting my Hello pillow.
0: Hello is made in the U.S. with quality construction and materials. Their certified organic cotton case is cut and sewn for durability and the buckwheat is grown and milled in the United States. Here's the deal. Sleep on it for 60 nights. If hello isn't for you, just ship it back, and they'll give you a refund. So to get your hello pillow, go to hellopillow.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's H-U-L-L-O-P-I-L-L-O-W.com V-I-A-L-L. If you try more than one pillow, you get a discount of up to $20 per pillow, depending on the size. Get fast, free shipping on every order. 1% of all profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. Give the gift of better sleep hello is a unique gift your family and friends will appreciate every night peloton all you workout worries out there if you are looking for a fast and convenient way to meet your wellness goals you got to check out Pel- the peloton app today I know you've heard of Peloton probably because they're amazing bikes and treadmills and things like that, but they have an array of different cool workouts that require no equipment, no weights. You can do it from the comfort of your home, your hotel. If you are uh, constantly on the go, imagine how much time you can save by just getting your workout done from the comfort of your living room. And what's great about Peloton is they have such, again, a variety of classes from yoga to meditation, to bar, to boxing. You can do classes with your friends virtually, right? So you can compete with people that you know uh, doesn't, you don't have to live in the same neighborhood. They can live across the country. It's, it's a great way to stay in touch. They also have great playlists, great trainers, such a variety of ways to stay in shape. And so much about like, you know, working out can be mundane and boring and, you know, such a grind. Mix it up with Peloton with all different types of amazing classes they have available to you. Try the Peloton app today for free for 30 days. Just try it for free. You have nothing to lose. New paid memberships only start starting at $12.99 a month after trial unless canceled terms apply again try the peloton app today for free for 30 days you won't regret it izzy welcome thanks for having me <laughs> i need you to, i need you to get close up in there we really we want to hear that beautiful voice of yours sit back <laughs> relax get up there Here we right, there we go there we go now how you doing izzy i'm great you're doing great I'm great good. we're excited to have you we really are. We are enjoying this season so far. It's been <laughs> it's a uh, juicy one, too. Sure. It's been wonderfully messy. Mm-hmm. How, how do I want to do this? Because we have to make sure we go in sequential order with you. So I want to ask him how his heart is, but then I don't want to give too much away, you know, because
6: we don't know how your heart is. Are you yeah. married? Are you in love? That's we, true. We don't know. Honestly, right now, I'm like, I'm very locked in okay. with Stacy, you know, like my fiance, obviously madly in love. It's growing more every day. But, you know, kind of hitting the hiccups, like noticing, mm, I guess my efforts sometimes aren't satisfying.
0: uh, Let's actually go back to the beginning.
6: Let's go back to the beginning. How did you end up on the show? I didn't even apply. Like, I don't know how I ended up. I just... Well, I mean, you ended up somehow. Yeah. And
0: do people apply? I'm not really sure. I don't um, even really know
6: how the the love is process. blind casting process works. I was works. Uh, working out one day on my lunch break, and mm-hmm. I just got this phone call from like an L.A. number. I thought it was a telemarketer. Okay. So I ignored it twice, and then I got like a long text saying, hey, this is so-and-so. I'm casting for love is blind. You've ever seen it? We'd love to talk to you. And I was like, there's no way. This is real. And so- uh I called her and she's like add me on IG right now so you know I'm real and so I added her and I was like holy shit yeah you you are real so she's like I love your profile I would love to get like a Zoom interview with you and it's kind of Instagram stalked you.
1: How did they uh, find so your number? So I'm thinking
6: I think what I saw uh I don't really know but I think from cuz I like YouTube and like was Researching someone said from like a previous show that sometimes they'll make fake, uh, like bumbles or hinges or something and go and kind of like scout you out that way, which is actually pretty smart, in might interesting. Opinion. Yeah, Whoa. I'm not sure if that's how they did it with me. You heard oh. a rumor, I heard a rumor. It was like someone I saw from something online.
0: Okay, we have we've we've received <laughs> confirmation in the room <laughs> that that, that might true. be po- that
6: might be true. All right, yeah, yeah. it seems so, to be a tactic. Smart, yeah. it is smart because we're I all like single that. looking yeah. for love, right? And so, and uh, you live in Houston, Houston,
0: yeah, and that's where this season takes place. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't really seem like previous years, they don't seem to make a big deal about that as much as other seasons. Like other seasons that I really knew it was Chicago. Oh, yeah. I keep asking myself while I'm watching, I'm like, where the fuck are these
6: people? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are like,
0: you from Houston?
6: I've been there about six years now. I'm from uh, Corpus Christi, so it's like four hours south of Houston. Okay. Um, but I've been in Houston about six years now, so I feel like I'm a Houstonian. At the-
0: okay. So Bumble Profile, which which app do you... uh? Hinge,
6: which has better quality, okay. in my opinion. What are
7: your prompt answers? <laughs> yeah. Like okay. which ones did you pick? And uh, how did you what what uh, were
6: what were your prompt answers? Yeah, matter... before you. Um, the show? So I before think it was like this your... year. I really want to. I love country music, so I did um, skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing, and oh,
2: well, it was a
6: it was a Tim McGraw lyrics. And if you actually caught on, if you knew the lyrics, and then it's like a green flag. A lot of people actually took it literally serious, and were like, I want to go skydiving, or why would you want to <laughs> ride a bull? I mean, I would do all of them. But, uh, but yeah, that, um, green flags that you're looking for, that one I tried to be like sincere about. So, like, you know, good communicator, emotional, you know, intelligence, kind of like all those things. And then I think it was like what, uh, I'm weirdly attracted to, like goofy laughs and like pretty smiles. Like, I love a dorky girl sometimes. It's okay. cute. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. all right.
6: And I guess why did you go
0: on the show? I mean, obviously you got asked, but what was Izzy's love life prior to? honestly uh, man i was blind. dating
6: a lot like in houston i was having you a saw good time. the drawer, yeah yeah you saw the drawer <laughs> like i was enjoying myself um but i was engaged once um you were before then yeah okay. i was engaged how, long, how uh, long ago was that oh man that, i think that ended in only like, 2019 so hopeless romantic looking for love like i want to get married it's a dream of mine how long were you engaged for happened uh, about six months six months yeah how long were you dating prior to that about like Two a little over two years. Okay. Yeah. And what happened? I caught her doing some sketchy stuff, and so like what? Uh, you know, just you were something. cheated on. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So did you catch her like mid act or no? What I those uh, iPhone uh, situation on her phone. Like I. Super respectful. I never go through any of my girlfriend's phones. And it was just a gut feeling. I noticed things, like passcode was changing. I looked over to the side, but I was just like, huh. And I just had this gut feeling. She became cold, distant. You know, all the signs, it's obvious. And one day we're on a cruise, and she was passed out drunk on tequila. And I opened it up, and there it was. On the cruise. Uh, <laughs> the was cruise. A, it was a is seven like, day cruise. We're on day five. Oh, no! <laughs> two <laughs> like, more <fuck>. days. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I mean, what? So, I mean, on the cruise, you're in the middle of the ocean. You find out your fiance is partaking in extracurricular activities. What was that like?
6: I mean, devastating, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I ended up getting, like, we, I got another room. It's on my own. And we got home, moved stuff out, called it a day, and see you later. Damn. Yeah. Have
0: it must have been chop.
6: hard. Oh, dude, that. Messed me up for about a year, yeah, for sure. I can imagine. Like, yeah. I felt like I was never going to be able to fall in love again. I was just like super jaded, dating around, trying to like fill a void, and I just hit a point where I just like stopped. And yeah, because it wouldn't be fair to you know somebody else. Did you feel like you developed some
0: unhealthy habits in your in your healing process?
6: Actually, I felt like I I did a lot of self work. Like I oh, did. put okay. myself. I still tried to save that even after. Um, I put us in premarital counseling. She didn't want to do it. And so I just kind of stuck with it myself.
0: So after you, you found out separate rooms, you get back, you were willing to mm-hmm. explore. Try to fix it. See if, yeah. you, see if you guys could heal.
6: Yeah. And uh, so I put us in premarital counseling. Um, I didn't have the best example growing up as far as like, you know, my father with my mom. So I was like, you know what? I'm breaking the chain. I want to learn like what it is to be in a healthy relationship. So I did that while doing like therapy on myself as well. Okay. So I would say to that time, it was like a lot of self love and like self development. Good
0: for you. And so even though after she, opted out, you, you stuck with that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. So what now I, about great husband. <laughs> I got a great husband. What did you learn about yourself in that, in that period?
6: Um, establish boundaries and stick to them. I think that's something that I'm working on being more present, sticking to my boundaries. I'm a very big giver. Um, I forgive a lot and I'm learning to just like put my foot down, keep my foot down and have someone respect me. Okay. Yeah. That
0: makes sense. And I'm assuming that was something that you were mindful of going into this process.
6: Oh yeah. I felt like I was perfect to go into this process i knew what i wanted um well seasoned for it um i knew you know the qualities to be a good fiance and husband so so
0: um when you went on the show i'm curious i've never really had a chance to interview i I mean someone from love is blind at this juncture Mm -hmm. and so i never really asked in terms of like it's a crazy show. Dude, It's insane. <laughs> I was <laughs> on The Bachelor. The They're like, hey, you know, if we make it to the end, like, you know, which is almost unlikely, like, mm-hmm. you might get engaged, but like, whatever, you know, yeah. you can get out of that. That's kind of like a conversation that's happening uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, they downplay it. But Love is Blind, it's like, hey, if you do this. We're doing it. Two weeks in, we're going to ask you if you want to get engaged with someone. And then four weeks later, we're going to ask if you want to get fucking married. So yeah, right. what was your mindset like? going into um, this because so realistically going yeah. in
6: i was like there's no fucking way this is gonna work okay like there's no way and i'm glad you know, to like, hear that there's some yeah because yeah, like, at, the, at the tv yeah. show you know it's like you don't know that mindset but then i got there and then chris um talked to us every morning and kind of gives us like a pep talk as we go through the day and i was like you know what i'm here um, no distractions. I just fully submitted myself to the experiment, and I was like, you know what? If I'm here, I'm gonna do it. Let's just give it a shot. And I did, dude. And it was honestly the best way to date, in my opinion. And Chris, Chris being the, dev- the creator uh, of the show, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So he's hands on. Oh yeah, dude. He he interacts with us like he gives his guidance through the way, which I've appreciated because I followed his advice the whole way, and I felt like I did the experiment perfectly. What was the best advice he gave you? The minute you feel an instant connection with somebody, don't just latch on, like explore everyone till the end. Because a lot of people on that show did do that. Like I would go into some dates and some girls would just be like, well, I already found my person. It's like day two or three. They're like, you can either stay in here if you want or like leave. But I'm pretty much set on this guy. I was like, if you're thinking of marriage, you should explore every option, every person all the way, you know, through. That was
2: kind of Lydia with you. She was like, you're my like very very soon and you're my person yeah and it was
0: the
6: very beginning She's she's kind of a like put your claws in. she loves hard yeah (laughs) Yeah. she's very passionate what was it
7: like for you when she was kind of expressing that you were her number one and it was clear she kind of wanted to escalate things and then you were in a position where you weren't there and you were made to kind of explain why like how did you approach Uh, that situation
6: going into the show you're just excited to find love. Right. And so it's super exciting to have people want you. You know what I mean? And they're interested, but you never go in thinking that you're going to hurt somebody. And that was the hardest part. Honestly, I kept my options open. Like she was a she's a great girl. Um, I love that she loves hard because that's the way I am. Um, but I still kept exploring my, you know, my options and uh, I had stronger connections, you know, connections were developing later on down the road that I didn't expect. And yeah, I felt horrible to have to, you know, let her go. Um, but I didn't want to lead her on, you know what I mean? Um, so in that situation, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. I think anyone would be in a weird spot. Uh, I want to rewind a little bit to the beginning of the pause, but before I, were you well fed? and hydrated. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh dude, I ate so much in there. <laughs> it was great. And they have food all the time. Like there's food all the time, so okay. it was good. Yeah, it was, yeah. What, yeah. I actually felt like I gained some weight when I was okay. there actually, right. so. yeah. <laughs> There we go. Um, what was it like going into the pods? You know, uh, that just going in there, who was the first person you spoke with? Um, man, I can't remember the first person. I remember Johnny was number my third person. Johnny was your third. Okay. Uh-huh. I remember and, that. And she how, was like the first standout. How long are like the sessions? So first day, 15 minutes, you'd see all 15 girls. Oh, okay. And so it's quick. So like it's speed dating. Uh-huh. Okay, so got You got 15 minutes never to that. like really make an impression. So you have to like be very strategic. How are you going to go into this? You know, so you're going to go shoot the shit and just be like, eh, or... Or did you have, like, a talk track? Like, a, hi, I'm Izzy. Oh, dude, I (laughs) just went in, like, obviously, you know, what's your name? Where are you from? You kind of get the vibe off the voice and, like, how their personality is. I wasn't fucking around. I went in deep. I'm like, all right, why are you here? What are you looking for? Like, let's get to it. I got 15 minutes with you. Like, I'm not going to go in there and, like, shoot the shit and, you know, just... Act, so.
0: so you were pretty earnest about the process. I'm assuming oh, yeah. you, you didn't get the same vibe from everyone you met.
6: Oh, yeah. I uh, There's one uh, scene in there that it's actually not shown, but it was my very last date of the day. Uh, of the first day? That was the first day. Okay. And I uh, walked in, and the girl's like, you're asking too many deep questions right now. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? That's what we're here for. <laughs> so I was like, see you later. I ended up getting out and just walking out midday. So you I should like, have been like, well, let's just stare at each other and hold. Yeah, oh, wait, we can't, we do can't even see <laughs> each other. Uh, it's like, sit here in silence. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? But, were there
7: uh, uh, any out there questions that you were asked earlier on, whether it was day one or day two?
6: I don't even think there would be an out there question because I'm just like an open book. I don't care. But there, like, after a couple of days, like we do get, um, I would say the fun, the fun day was like the sex day. So we you what know sex day well like you just like uh, <laughs> do tell. like how do you yeah <laughs> what do you mean like, more <laughs> like dancing Go with on. the stars has like disney day you know like well so the, through the process like they kind of give us guidance on what to talk about like one day will be finances one day it would be okay. like values and family that so makes so sense one day there's sex then so there's they cut cool. little
2: holes in the wall Glory
6: Glory holes.
2: Glory holes.
7: <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah. uh, but yeah they have like a day like that so we we get to explore and like get to know each other as far as like kinks and you know, lights on, lights off, and kind of stuff. Yeah, so
2: that's where those questions from. They don't just come out of like nowhere of uh-huh. someone just being, well, freaky. they do.
6: Like some of the girls are curious, um, <laughs> oh. you know, we'll say. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we do have a little bit of help along the way. That's cool. What was the most curious question you got? What was my kink? What was a kink of mine? Did you answer? Absolutely, what'd you say? I see like a spit in my mouth.
3: Oh, <laughs> no, okay. <laughs>
0: The first time I ever heard of of the spitting in the mouth was from a friend on on paradise. (laughs) And it was from someone I did not expect it from. (laughs) It's
3: it's honestly kind of hot. I was like, whoa!
6: (laughs) There's a time and a place and a way to do it. A lot of people think it's like hockey and a loogie. It's like you've got to be in the moment, nice and slow. Yeah. yeah. If it's a cup Uh, of tea. Uh, You're a... yeah, you have, you have some friends.
0: I'm I <laughs> introduce you to some we're, people. We're a There's a community. There's, yeah. a community. Yeah. There's a community. A yeah. community.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Izzy, did you have any conversations with Miriam? Because we are so goddamn curious what her job is. Did um, you get to the bottom of that?
0: Yeah, does she live in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I on? honestly don't know. <laughs>
6: um, wow. I, think she, I know she told some of the other cast. I think she's like a chemist. Hmm. And she does like we all does, think she's a chemist. And she does skincare but she was on the so side. Confusing skincare about on the it. side. Yeah,
0: Confused I think.
6: Side. But she's an amazing girl. Like awesome, awesome girl. Yeah. Okay. Johnny was the
0: first lady you met that you connected with. Mm-hmm. You had basically three connections: mm-hmm. uh, Lydia, Johnny, and Stacy. Mm-hmm. And like the timeline of when you connected with them was it all kind of sequential on the same day? Like uh, timeline wise, like how did it all start?
6: Day one johnny was it was like oh you're my number one like it it was an instant you know connection with her what was Uh, it about johnny we bonded over the fact like she was married i was engaged so we had like understandings as far as like that and it was just more of like an an emotional trauma bond is what it was like so i was like yeah definitely for this girl and then lydia down the way like i would say even with stacy stacy was like number eight on the list day one i was like cool girl she seems fun but like I'd be all right if I didn't talk to her you know really? um, okay. then Lydia was up there what was it about Lydia very passionate very like loving and she was direct I like when someone's like direct and straight to the point on what they're looking for Um. so yeah that's what I loved about her as well
0: that makes sense from you know from someone who's been through it oh know? yeah
6: yeah it's like I need someone
0: who knows what they want it's like even if it stings a little bit you know they're being honest uh-huh. you know yeah you know that kind of feeling of not knowing exactly if you're being told the truth mm-hmm. yeah it's crappy yeah yeah all right, so L- Lydia's honesty. And then when when did Stacy really shine for you?
6: So Stacy's usually the girl that I go for like in the real world. As far as like the personality, she's out there cuz I'm very like out there and fun, but her vulnerable side wasn't coming out yet. So, pod dates were fucking awesome with her. We were always having a blast, but it's like, all right, I need more of you like it can't just always be fun. Like shit's about to get real. So, let's see that vulnerable side now. And she you know she's tough to be vulnerable, but I finally like got those walls down and once that vulnerable site came out it was just like fuck yeah this is like it's a well-rounded thing like this is it okay and how how many
0: days did you kind of build your connection with Stacy before you realized i got to let Johnny and Lydia
6: off So the Lydia that was i want to say cuz it it gets exhausting having to like juggle multiple people and memorize a lot about them cuz you have your you know your pod book where you write your notes but it's just like okay I really want to just, like, focus on the two that I, you know... One, it makes no sense I've, to lead somebody on that long. Two, I just want to really narrow it down to the two girls and, like, weigh it out. Um, So Lydia was pretty... That was pretty... I want to say it was, like, after day four Um, that was gone. And then Johnny and Stacy. I stayed with them, too, till the very end. Like, last day is when I... um, Really? Yeah. The day before a proposal is when I cut it off with Johnny.
0: Wow. Yeah, they didn't... It doesn't. It
6: seems like there's more time in between, but you really (laughs) took it to the end. Yeah, what? what You have to, man. It's marriage. What was your?
0: uh, No, I hear you. (laughs) What was your deciding factor?
6: Johnny kept telling me she was in love with me, um, but couldn't tell me why. And honestly, I was just terrified at the fact that. And a lot of people were saying like. You ran away when she dumped her trauma about her, you know, her ex being an addict. When Uh, you say a lot of people, you're talking about the internet or your peers? Uh, the internet. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, man, I've gone through some shit in my life. Like if someone comes to me with a sensitive subject like that, like I'm not the type to run away. It was more so she basically told me that she's never been in love with anyone since that ex who passed and she married somebody as a rebound. Ended up finding out she wasn't in love with them. So she divorced them. I, so I asked her, I was like, is anybody ever going to be able to fill that role? She's like, I've always dated guys. I've always been with the nice guys. And she's like, I just can't fall in love. And so I'm like, well, that's a huge red flag for me. I'm not going to risk my heart and marry you just for you to divorce me a couple years down the road because you're not in love with me. So just to, to rewind, and so she had
0: a relationship, that person passed away. Yeah, years ago. Very traumatic for her. Mm-hmm. That affected her. She admitted to you in the pods that as a response to that trauma that she experienced, she rushed into a marriage, mm-hmm. realized that she wasn't in love with that person, got a divorce, and then told you, I don't know if I'll ever be able to love again. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, I love you.
6: Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay.
7: I'm curious for you because, you know, and granted, I had so much more of a limited like window into what went on. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of after you broke up with Johnny, watching her kind of go from what she said to you when she was really kind of shooting her shot in a more final way and saying, like, take this leap with me versus what she said to Chris. Like, I saw that as, oh, like sometimes in therapy, I'll have a really strong framing of a story this way and then I'll talk it through the therapist and I'll be like, oh, no, I was actually repeating a pattern. But granted, that was like with the limited insight. I'm curious when you saw kind of both what she said to you and then what she said to Chris back Mm -hmm. to back, like what did you make of it? Did you still feel like it was pretty contradictory?
6: Yeah. I mean, I feel like she proved her point. She's like doing the same thing, just going to somebody else as a rebound. You know what I mean? Like and that's why I told Chris like the truth. I I didn't he didn't ask. Um, Well, he did ask. And, but I gave him the option, I was like, hey. And I got to know Chris, like, in the pod. We developed a friendship, that guy's amazing. So genuine and sweet. And he reminded me of myself a lot. So, after, like, seeing that, I'm like, we go back into the pods, I had just cut her, you know, cut that off. And out of nowhere, production's like, Chris, she wants to see you now. So I'm like, you're gonna go.
0: this happened almost simultaneously.
6: Immediately, like, when I got back into the lounge, after that date, she called him in.
0: Well, I guess I guess when I, I want to rewind a little bit, so Johnny told you she loved you multiple times. At mm-hmm. what point did you address that with Johnny? Did you? I mean, I'm curious. What did you say to her when she is saying I, I didn't love tell you? her I
6: loved her yet? Like, no, I no, no, but
0: but she told you, mm-hmm. right? And what you're saying makes perfect sense. You know what I'm saying? I would be concerned. That would be a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like wait, like thanks for being honest with me about your past and your fear of opening up. And hey, I'm glad you love me, and yeah. that's great to hear. But You know, I've been doing some work on myself. I don't want to rush into things like, I love that. You asked the question, why do you love me? I mean, we give that advice to people all the time because I I just do is not an acceptable answer. You you need to be able to articulate that feeling. I'm assuming you asked her that. Mm -hmm. What did she say in response?
6: She just said, I don't know why, but I just know I love you. She And then I like Stacy. I can ask her and it's like a list. Like she can give me a list. She she knew me like everything about. So she made you feel more seen. Yeah, like okay. it was more lo- like at that point it was more logical for me. I was like, this girl actually knows what she wants. She knows why she loved me versus like a girl that she just love bombing me but can't really tell me why. So you tell Johnny she's
0: upset. You go out and then you are back in like the common room eating all the food mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden you hear someone call for Chris. Mm-hmm.
6: And we knew he was going back in there with her, so he was like he's already devastated because she had cut him off and I never, she took the initiative to do that on her own. Like I went into the date, not knowing Well, I knew, cause I saw Chris come back like devastated. And he was like, my date just cut me off. And then Johnny, we went into a date and she was just like, I just cut him off. And I was like, Oh, well I didn't, I'm not cutting off my, you know, other match yet. And so it was a sweet gesture, but like, I never asked her to do it. And so... Yeah, I, I never asked who to do what? Johnny, to cut off her other person.
7: And was that the same day or day before that she told you she <sighs> cut things off with Chris? It was and the her,
6: day before, I want to say. Yeah. So she I cut think. things off with Chris. hmm
0: You didn't know that or have anything yeah, to do with that? I didn't know that. until I went into the... You holiday. were still talking to Stacey. hmm Then you broke up with Johnny. hmm She goes back and tries to mend things with Chris. hmm Now, when I was watching it back, and Natalie, let me know if you agree. We watched it together. I get your point. Like I understand because you're—it's all—it's a weird thing because you're not only making connections with multiple people, you're also making friends mm-hmm. with some of these guys, and then you're all kind of sometimes dating the same person. Very messy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I can understand the complications, but I'm watching it back and I'm thinking, like, I I get it. Like, there's a part of me as a viewer that watches it and goes, "Oh, like he was clearly he or she was clearly your first choice. Now this is like a second option. It feels kind of yucky." Mm-hmm. On the flip side, I'm thinking what a crazy fucking experience these people are encouraged to make multiple connections Mm -hmm. yeah they're told to basically rank these connections in their head but how do they even know that they're right so when you know someone gets broken up with Mm -hmm. is it that big of a deal is it so wrong for any of those people to sit down and go i don't know maybe this is an answer that i didn't think about or even want but For all the people who like things happen for a reason or I'm just going to follow the signs. Was it that much of a crime for Johnny to explore the possibility
6: of something with Chris? No, absolutely not. Like I highly encourage it. um, But what so what rubbed you the wrong way? Because at this point, Chris is my friend. Johnny just told me she can't like fall in love with anybody. And she told me in the pods that, you know, I can see a future with Chris. He's a nice, perfect picture. She's like, but I'm not falling in love with him. So it's like, how are you going to call my boy back when you're not, and you're going to ask, like, try to get him to propose to you when you clearly just told me you're not even falling in love with him? Like, so you yeah, just
2: went into, like, protective
6: friend I was mode. protecting Chris. Yeah. I, I was not salty. I, I obviously cut her off, and so a lot of people were, like, saying, I was like, oh, you're salty, you're trying to, you were jealous. And I'm like, I'm not jealous. Like, the whole point is to date everybody. I just don't want to see my friend get screwed over. Did they air,
0: I don't feel like they aired Johnny
6: telling you that she isn't in love with she did it's on it's on air they aired that yeah she's like um she's like she tells me that you know he's the safe route he's the guy that i would go with i remember that in my life but i'm not falling in love with him
2: i feel like she said something about a friend like she can see like her and chris could be like best friends it's like a friend relationship or something
6: (sighs) yeah i mean yeah I don't remember, like, I, it's a lot, but I can vividly remember her saying all the good things about him, but I'm not falling in love with him. Hmm.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, it
6: gets, it's like more of a friendship. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think she said yeah, that, like that. that. Yeah, I remember that. Nevertheless, I am curious if you still, I guess, watching it back, stand by how you approached confronting Johnny at the oh, barbecue. Dude,
6: I honestly, that was so out of character of me. How drunk I- were you?
0: There. At <laughs> I, mean, I, you know,
6: I don't want it. it's not an excuse but no, I, no, no, I am curious I mean, as to... um I was you know pretty intoxicated but um yeah my delivery was poor like I looking back at that it's so cringe that's not how I am and I've apologize I apologized to her for that like you did? The, okay. yeah um after the show um i saw her in person and then um so yeah I definitely apologize to her but yeah I regret my delivery but I don't regret the message. So
0: how would you have handled it differently? I think one of the meanest things someone can say to someone, and it's a bit, I guess, in the category of bullying, is when someone says some sort of accusation, Mm -hmm. you're shady, and then they follow it up with, everyone else thinks that about you. That everything everyone else thinks that about you, I think is one of the meanest things someone can say to someone. Because, like, everyone you know like I'm sure you've had someone say that to you about something it's such a panic attack it's a panic attack it's just like oh my god I'm trying to deal with the fact that you fucking hate me and now I have (laughs) to like get this knowledge that everyone feels about me and it's just it's such a vicious manipulative thing that someone does yeah would you agree in hindsight oh
6: yeah I mean I definitely take you know responsibility for that that was harsh um to her and yeah like watching back I felt uh, you know I felt disgusted with myself, but where that came from with the everyone is that so obviously like we're engaged, we go to Mexico, um, so me and Stacy are just like gone, and so the cast comes back home and mm-hmm. they're all like hanging out. So when we get back, I hear the stuff that like she was saying about me after like you know us breaking up, how she was like, "Who did you hear it from?" Multiple the girls from the cast, okay, yeah, not just Stacy, no, not because it Stacey. comes
0: across. Yeah. That
6: Stacy fucking hates Johnny. Yeah. And I'm
0: curious as no, to yeah, why so that I, might be. I mean, but like true I mean I get, you know, they don't get along. They're yeah. not getting along and there's what it seems like how Stacy feels about Johnny, which is like she just can't let it go. And yeah. then it comes across watching it back that Stacy is planning all this information in your head. Mm-hmm, no. And then like kind of taking advantage of your interactions with Johnny and your feelings towards Johnny. And yeah. like, it's, it comes across that Stacy is multiplying your hatred and anger towards Johnny. And mm-hmm. she almost like unleashed you yeah. on.
6: No. Yeah. To Johnny. So, so what happened there was when we get back home from Mexico, like they all hang out. So there's multiple castmates that we had that are like telling Stacy and I like all this info of like stuff that she was saying about us um, that we didn't know. And it was crazy because it was like a couple of days before that barbecue. So I was just like, I was upset one, you know, how you were talking about me and the things you were saying about me. And then, you know, that Chris scenario, like you basically kind of like lied or tried to play us. I wouldn't say play us, but like you tell him one thing and tell me another. And then you're talking bad about my fiance when Stacy did nothing to her. Like Stacy played it so well in the pods, and that's one thing I appreciated with the guys. We never we made it a thing to like never talk about who we're dating. Because that's where it gets sticky or your friendships get in the way and it's like no, we all need to play it fair. Keep that to yourself and that's what Stacy did. And Johnny was getting upset at her because she didn't tell her who who she was with. And so yeah, like so that's why Johnny felt like Stacy was sketchy too because Stacy didn't want to reveal who her matches were and there's nothing wrong with that but Johnny almost took that as her being sneaky
0: or something yeah that's mm-hmm. exactly
6: how she took it and she's like you know everyone knew that Izzy was like my number one and I felt like you were sketchy because you didn't tell me that you were also like into him too hmm. which I didn't agree with like I think it's very wise to keep Keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just a creative. It seems like,
7: yeah, like Johnny like thought because she was talking about you so much, the fact that Stacy at no point like interjected, like she kind of took that as Mm -hmm. like the shady side. Do you think because naturally, I think when you're forming with multiple connections with multiple people, even though you were very clear of like kind of Johnny saying I love you and you not saying it back and then Mm -hmm. cutting things off with her. To what extent do you think with Stacey, like there was a level of needing to repair the fact that your relationship started when you were seeing multiple different people or kind of needing to reassure her that Johnny was not, you know, on your mind or a relevant Um, factor?
6: I was honestly so honest with Stacey the entire way. So she knew my connection with Johnny. Every pod date I would go in with her like she knew everything. Um, And I did the same with Johnny. Like I was honest to the both of them. I'm like, hey, these are both of you guys. Like, and i'm just exploring it you know that was i'm very transparent with them
0: so they weren't like well how do you how do you how do the guys at least because the guys agreed that you guys mm-hmm. wouldn't talk but if the daters are being transparent about it then mm-hmm. it's like you guys aren't sharing but your dater, the daters are you, am i making sense because you're telling johnny and stacy that you're mm-hmm. dating them both uh-huh. stacy and johnny aren't communicating with in, in, in theory, mm-hmm. each other about the fact about who they're dating. But like, because you're feeding that information, they kind of, it's like this unspoken truth and that can create drama. And it's not like it's your fault, but you know what I'm saying? They're- yeah,
7: like were you using names kind of like when you were like, say for example, updating Johnny, just being like, hey, I want to be fully transparent. I have another connection. Were you saying it's with Stacey?
6: No, for a while, I was just like, I'm having other connections. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It wasn't till I want to say day seven or eight that's what i'm like all right this is it and i and i tell that to johnny i'm like look this is the other person this is how it's happened she came out of nowhere and this is where it stands between you know with me and you and vice versa so um but yes i did keep it like quiet for a while obviously don't want to tell them but then the girls like the girls would share everything like the girls would talk about who they were dating so there would be like instances like oh yeah like you know my friend likes you so I don't want to pursue you kind of thing i feel bad at the end of the day yes do you want to have your friendship we're not there to make friends we're there to find love yeah. it's about yourself at the end of the day
0: going back to you would you still have, i mean, obviously you you've expressed your regrets but specifically if i just as a friend i would be like hey is he like oh the johnny situation got messy but like next time that happens as much as you want to protect your friend mm-hmm. why don't you just have a conversation with your friend Call it Chris mm-hmm. and to say, hey man, like friend to friend, here are my concerns, take it or leave it, decide mm-hmm. for yourself, you're an adult, yeah. but I just want to be transparent with you. Why not just do that rather
6: than. So, cause I, in that scenario, I happened to just like talk to Johnny first. Like I had to have that conversation first on how it went. I've I don't not, feel like I you can't say that, but I feel like that was just like a TV moment maybe. So I wanted to talk to Chris, and I did have that conversation with him. I mean, it was just unfortunate I had to talk to Johnny first.
0: Well,
7: we, I feel like maybe in talking about Mexico and like what it was like arriving there, and oh, yeah. to kind of like yeah, like tell me about what it was like to see Stacy, to like grow a physical connection, to just get to know each other more from spending <laughs> yeah. time in the same room.
6: Honestly, it was amazing. Reveal day, I was definitely very awkward. <laughs> uh, I was in shock, like I was shaking. What did you think she would look like? Man, I don't know. Like, I mean. Yeah. That's got to be
2: hard not to, like, imagine brunette yeah. yeah. or, Their you know, voice, like, you know, yeah. like yeah. You put together some picture. Yeah. You, you
0: didn't, like, hair color. And also, that's another thing I'm curious about in the pods. Are there rules with certain questions? Mm-mm. You could tell a story that, you know, you're able to articulate that maybe you're of a certain height or weight <laughs> or... Your your hair is a certain color. It's just like this one time I was reaching for a bookshelf, and thank God I was able to reach it because <laughs> I'm, not, you know, like, I don't know.
6: Do people try to uh, kind of like you know drip that information? Hand. I mean, I, I would say some other people. I can't speak for others. I don't know yeah. what they asked. I mean, I'm sure maybe people did. As far as for me. Um, I did my best to avoid all that. Okay. Like I wanted to do this right. Um, I didn't care about any of that stuff. So I purposely yeah, avoided those questions. Okay. I wanted to do it like right. Um, but like seeing her, obviously gorgeous girl, I was blown away. Um, very happy with the outcome. And so like I saw her and like I was just nervous. You know what I mean? Like it's a big deal. This is my fiance, gorgeous girl. It's like seeing the hot girl in school. I'm like, you know. And so when we got to Mexico, actually we had a couple of days before we flew out. And so to reassure her, I journaled her every single day until we got there of like how it was feeling. Um, So when we got to Mexico, I read her, we got like sat in a jacuzzi and I read her everything that I wrote her to give her reassurance because she was like, man, I don't know if this guy's like into me. He was like super awkward. So I wrote her every day just to give her that reassurance. And I read it to her when I get there. And then once we got to Mexico, it was just amazing, man. Like the chemistry was great. It was it was such a blast.
0: So you were on that kind of reassurance game from the get.
6: Oh yeah, dude. Always. I'll reass. That's just the type of guy I am. Like I'll reassure my girlfriends without you even having to ask.
0: Was it frustrating to you because it seemed pretty early on that Stacy couldn't get enough of that reassurance? Almost because it's almost surprising to hear you say that you you know did mm-hmm. this whole journaling thing. And I can understand from her point of view the awkwardness could give her doubt but Mm. it almost comes across of her saying hey you know you need to do a little bit more here a little bit more there
6: yeah Um, yeah it is frustrating because um did you get an inkling of that in mexico no it didn't happen like till we actually got home until she
2: saw the paper plates and cups
6: yeah (laughs) and all that stuff i was like (laughs) she yeah just like the outside stuff and that's the hardest part of the experiment when like real life comes now and we're back at work and you know stuff like that like I felt like I did so much to be like that emotional rock for her you know it is is a very intense you know in such a short amount of time planning a wedding like she would have you know breakdowns and meltdowns and and so I was always like there for her I'll always pick her back up she's like how are you always so calm through this and I'm just like I mean Someone's got to be, you know, like, yeah. and I'm going to take care of you. And that's what I did. But I still have my own feelings and I'm still like stressed and everything. So, yeah, there hits a, there's a point where I do hit. Like, I I just have a breakdown trying to, like, take care of her and her feelings and then my feelings as well. It does get frustrating.
0: Yeah. What was your favorite part of Mexico?
6: Every night we would, after, like, filming, we would end the night. Um, we would just get, like, a bottle of wine and lay out on the patio and just, like, reflect on the day and just, like, talk. It was just a lot more like vulnerable and intimate. And so that's, and that's like the stuff that you don't see on camera. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what would make us stronger uh, and closer. And that was my favorite part. It was just like the calm and the storm. We block everything out and just like relax. How did Stacey reveal? that she clogged the toilet <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god uh i remember she walked out she was like um oh, so i think we have a problem and she told me but she wasn't very shy about it like she was pretty open so i'm like that's pretty cool i don't mind a girl that can rip the mask okay. Yeah, that feels like not a, a girl. fucking nightmare a little yeah. slap on the butt good job <laughs> so you were a supportive king this yeah. was always
0: supportive okay <laughs> well not every guy would do that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah do you feel like that was reciprocated like, did you just start farting around her right away? Uh, was no. that like a green
6: light for you? <laughs> I told I'm a shy pooper. Okay. Um, so I was like, hey. that. And, and we had the conversation before. I was like, all right, so obviously we have to, because we're in the room. I was like, we're going to set some boundaries here. Like, how are we doing the poop situation? Like, do you want me to walk out or whatever? But luckily we had these like really big doors. Um, and then the toilet was still in its own little room. So we had like two walls. So I was like, I usually go in a shower when I'm in a shower. So i leave the shower on, do my thing. And I'll be out. So
2: how did, I mean, after she broke it, how did you, where did you pee even? Like, how did you use the restroom? Well, we if ca- she... probably
6: called
0: maintenance. I mean, we when... ended up Well, she said,
2: that it was like the next morning the next that you morning. were like, <gasps> check out the toilet. They yeah. let it
0: sit there the whole night? <laughs> I
6: think so. i was trying to remember. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we woke up. Uh, yeah. That's a scandal but for women's And they <laughs> let the shit stay in the toilet for the entire
0: night. The monsters. <laughs> I'm just kidding um wild So, all right, you get back from mexico you take her back to your
6: place and did you meet
2: her parents first or did you go back to y'all's houses we first? went to our uh
6: houses first your houses first. yeah paper plates paper plates <laughs> i have plates like do you yeah i there's a, there's a different cabinet um and then so I wait, had, wait, like, that wait, wait, was wait.
2: your paper cabinet and yeah. there's a glass
6: cabinet wait
0: you're telling me that that whole episode from stacy it, you, you had actual plates. There just happened to be a yeah, separate. Yeah, it was in a,
6: different, yeah, a different drawer. And then in that plate, I had hard plastic plates. It wasn't, like, just paper plates. <laughs> what was the big deal then? I do <laughs> did,
2: she, did she see the glass plates? Were you like, no,
0: well, I have we, them. That, once we saw those, we were just, like, <laughs> just locked in. I mean, like, growing up, like, you know, I come from a large family. We had all sorts of dishware yeah. and chinaware or whatever the fuck, oodles of it. And then mm. mom also had a separate, like, paper plate. Plastic cups for like, you know, yeah. if we're grilling out, like it's just easier. Let's just do the paper plate thing. You know, there's a time and a situation for yeah for those things.
6: Yeah. And uh, like for work, so I was like, I'm always on the go for work. And so, and like meal prepping and stuff. So I would have like disposable stuff when I'm eating because I'm in my car all day, just about. So, yeah, so, so yeah I have that stuff. So
0: how, how did you, because it's really fascinating talking to you, uh, someone who had been through some tough situation in the past in terms of relationships, you've had your heart broken. You use that as a reason to do some work on yourself. You did that. You come into this very unique experiment and it seems like you really took it very earnestly, you know, which is, I'm assuming a spectrum from all your peers in terms of how you approached it. Mm -hmm. And you've done the work. You, you realize you need to do a better job of setting boundaries and things like that. You're really kind of, Fighting through the experiment, hey, love is blind. But I guess my question is, is how did you decipher between is love blind and I'm just gonna power through? Versus like what are valid red flags for you to start considering? You know, because how did you in that paper plate conversation come to the conclusion, you know what, this okay. is like a whatever thing, we're just getting to know each other, we're just kind of an awkward situation, versus like, do I need to be concerned? about, you know, Stacy making mountains out of molehills type yeah. of thing. And is, is she looking for reasons to pick a fight with me? Is she, is she looking to try to get out of this situation? Because I don't understand what's such a big deal about the paper plates. Like, how did you
6: kind of have do those mental gymnastics? I just kept reminding myself, like, it's a short time frame. This is going to happen. Take a step back. It's kind of like the only like advice that I would give someone. It's like you don't give up, you know? Um, I recognize that it's not that big of a deal, it can be easily fixed. And so I just I don't know, just kind of kept pushing through. I didn't really look as anything as like red flags. I just felt I attacked it as like, all right, there's an obstacle thrown at us, let's figure out a solution and sure. let's move on.
0: And how did you guys resolve that particular
6: Um, it was actually one of the best nights we had, man. We um after that, obviously it was a heated moment and we went home that night and she just came and she was just like, you could tell she finally like cooled off a little bit. And she was like, let's fix this. I was like, fuck yeah, baby, let's go. Let's hash it out right now. Uh, so that's the best thing about our relationship is that, you know, anytime there's, you know, any conflict or any obstacle thrown at us, she'll come. She sits on my lap. We talk it out and yeah, and move on and resolve everything. So yeah, we resolved it, brought out some wine. She cooked dinner and it was a beautiful night. Um, all right, Izzy. We're going to take a little break Perfect. From, all the in, from the interrogation.
0: We're going to get your help, okay. offer some sort of relationship advice. And when we come back, I want to ask you some questions about your peers uh, that the you're Lost on the and show Town with. Drawer. We also have to get to the lawsuit <laughs> <Lost> pound <Town laughs> drawer. Uh, we got to get to that. You know, have some questions about Uche and Lydia and Aaliyah and things like that, cool. uh, if you'd be so generous. And yeah, uh, we'll go from there. All right, it's time for a Sweat in the Wedding, Izzy. Let's uh, try to solve some wedding problems shopify i've been a shopify customer for years now shopify is an e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide whether you're a a garage entrepreneur or IP already, shopify is the only tool you need to start run and grow your business without the struggle shopify puts you in control of every sales channel so whether you're selling uh, satin sheets from shopify's in-person pos system or offering organic olive oil on shopify's all-in-one commerce e-commerce platform, you are covered. Plus, there's so many wonderful, useful apps that integrate seamlessly with Shopify. It's amazing what you can do with Shopify. Have really cool customer-facing websites. It is wonderful. It's convenient. They have great analytics. Again, super flexible, and it can grow and scale with your business. Doesn't matter the size. It doesn't matter where you start or or what your goals are. Shopify is an amazing platform for you. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. That's huge. And Shopify is truly a global force, powering uh, brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash V-I-A-L-L, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Again, all lowercase to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Drizzly, the number one app for ordering beer, wine, or spirits directly to your doorstep when you need it. Drizzly is the go-to app for drink delivery. Download the app or go to drizzly.com slash gifts today. For my birthday, someone sent me a wonderful bottle of whiskey directly from the Drizzly app. Got a nice little notification, sent it. I was super appreciative. Maybe it's giving a gift. Maybe it's sending it to the party you couldn't make. We're at parties. Sometimes the alcohol is flowing and you run out and no one wants to leave the party. They go to Drizzly and you can restock the party just like that by going to the Drizzly app and ordering your favorite beverages. They have such a selection. All your go-to brands that you love, plus so many more that you get to try. So if you're a wine connoisseur or a craft brew person, if you want to you know, find out something new, Drizzly has a great selection to try out new brands, new styles, new, new selections from all o- over the world. Download the Drizzly app today. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com, drizzly.com, or download the Drizzly app today, or go to drizzly.com slash gifts. Use code VIALL and receive $5 off or $0 delivery for your first order. So download the Drizzly app today. Use our code again, VIALL and receive $5 off or $0 delivery fee off your first order.
1: Must be 21 plus, not valid in all states. Codes cannot be combined with any other offers, not valid at all retailers. Code expires 31 23 1159 p.m. Eastern. Derek, you got some Vessi shoes the other day and they look very stylish <laughs> and they're functional.
5: Yeah, they're great. They're really awesome because they're waterproof shoes. They are look like a sneaker, which is nice. You don't have to wear something that looks like a boot. And it is really cool because they come in a different variety of styles. If you want one that's more of a boot sort of style, they have that too. But it's really nice just to have sneakers they can wear in the rain. You know, I walk everywhere. So it's really nice. Just I can splash in a puddle and I know that my socks will be dry.
1: Yeah. And I feel like the fabric is so unique because you expect something that's waterproof to look like a plastic rain boot. But these just look like really cool cute sneakers. You got them in black, I believe, and they look really awesome.
0: If you're someone who likes to, you know, walk and stroll your favorite city and want to make sure that your feet are staying dry, but you don't want to give up the comfort of a nice sneaker, you got to check out Vessi because they're incredibly comfortable, stylish, and most importantly, waterproof and not water resistant. Uh, If Vessi hasn't crossed your path yet, think back to the time that you wish that your shoes could withstand the sudden downpouring rain in your favorite city. Or the time that you went on vacation, you were explored, you you know, you leave your hotel room, you're gone for like eight hours, you're walking around, and inclement weather shows up unexpectedly, and then your feet are soaked and wet, and then you know, it's just gross after that. You never never want that. So you gotta check out Vessi for some of the most comfortable, waterproof shoes you can find.
1: So you need to head to Vessi.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get yourself a pair today. So that is V E S S I dot com slash V-I-A-L-L to get yourself a pair today and to get 15% off your first order. So that's Vessi.com slash V-I-A-L-L.
0: How's it going?
4: Hi, my name's Anna. I'm 24 and my best friend is skipping my wedding for a bachelor party.
0: Okay. <gasps> Who is your best? Is your best friend a woman?
4: No, it's a guy. Um, okay. And we've been best friends for like 12 years.
0: Ooh. Okay. Is your uh best friend in your wedding party or would you like them to be in your wedding party
4: No so the wedding party got really big really fast so we mm-hmm. decided to stay like stick with the tradition of just girls on the bride side and guys on the on the groom side
0: Gotcha and how long you been with uh, your partner your your fiance
4: 4 years
0: 4 years and what's their relationship like your fiance and your bestie your male bestie I would
4: like to say that it's good but it's you know my fiance's in the military so we like our whole relationship up until like the third year was long distance and then i moved in with him when we got engaged so my friends unless they've made like a very like big effort they don't really have that much of a relationship with him
0: i'm gonna ask the obvious question what are the chances that your best friend feels slightly more for you than just friends Ooh.
4: None because he's
0: gay. All right. okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yes. That clears that up. Um, i right. Yeah. To
3: yeah ask. Is the obvious
0: question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Okay. How did your best friend broach that subject? I mean, and when are you getting married?
4: I'm getting married next November.
0: Okay. So there's some time. How did this, you know? It's yeah. a really already...
5: early bachelor
4: party. Yeah.
0: Time? yeah. Yeah. Like, how does, he like know There's a bachelor party
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Why? same weekend of your <laughs> Over wedding. Over a
4: year in advance well because it gets more complicated because it's his brother's bachelor party
0: okay so Uh, he his
4: brother just was in town and asked him to be his best man so i guess that's when he broke it to him that the bachelor party is the same weekend as my wedding
0: okay that's also interesting information i guess (laughs) I know you're upset, but I guess given that information, it being his brother and B, he is, in fact, the best man. And, you know, there's very few responsibilities that a best man has, but one of them is planning a basher party. Like, other than just being super disappointed, like, are are you expecting him to miss the, like, what are your expectations, I guess, is my question.
4: I guess I can't expect to be treated the way I would treat other people. Like, personally, I would skip the bachelor or bachelorette party because a wedding to me has more weight to it. But that's my personal opinion. I just didn't like how he handled the situation. He called me and he didn't, he sounded like his mind had been made up and that's fine. But it also sounded as if he like took the defensive side, like automatically. He was just like, you have to understand, like it's my brother, you can't expect me to like pick him over you. So it was one of those things that like, he broke the news to me, and then right afterwards, he was almost like attacking me. So I was like trying to process, like being upset that he's not going to my wedding, gotcha. and then all of a sudden he's attacking me. So I kind of told you how he lot.
0: thought you should feel about it. Exactly. He felt defensive. He got you know yeah. he was worried you would be upset with him instead of giving you a chance to hear the news, sit in it, and respond yeah. however you wanted to respond, and then have a conversation about it. He immediately kind of all. He went on the offensive and told him he told you his expectations of how he thought you should handle it, which felt dismissive, I guess, from your point of view.
4: Yeah. And I just thought, like, there's over a year of wiggle room. Like, I just figured a, a bachelor party can be moved. Like, I don't expect that, but I. I would expect my best friend to try something.
0: That's an interesting point. No, well, he, he,
4: If he's the one planning it too, yeah, it's yes. like the brother he's is He's the, be- he is the yeah. best man.
0: It's literally his job to plan the events. He has a whole fucking year. Seriously. But uh- I don't think
5: he's planning it
4: because he already knows what they're doing. So oh. he said the cruise, they're doing a cruise. So he's like, the cruise is this day, the same weekend as your wedding. So that also confused me. So I was like, okay, if you're planning it, then that would you know, make a little more sense. But if you already know what you're doing, it sounds like probably his brother is planning it already and just telling him where to be. And I don't know. Like, I just, I would expect if it was the roles were reversed, I would do anything. Like, I would just be like, okay, is there any way that I could make both or like we can switch the bachelor party because there's obviously more wiggle room with that than a wedding. I just felt very like, like he just didn't care much.
0: Yeah. So I guess what is your, because it sounds like he's going on the cruise. So what is your goal of the call? Is it to try to like how you should handle it? How do you resolve this conflict and preserve the friendship? I guess, what do you you hope and what do you think is realistic?
4: Yeah. So there's a few things that I'm like conflicted about. I want to know how to move forward because there's been like, like he's texted me since then and i texted him back and that's where it kind of ended so i want to know like how to move forward because obviously this isn't like a friendship ending situation like i don't want it to be It's, it's silly um but then also there's the fact that like the same thing happened to my fiance about a month ago where his um best friend decided that he was gonna get married um like 20 days after us so then that means that they're not going to our wedding. And we found out through social media after like, we told them like, Hey, if you guys are planning your wedding, let us know, because obviously, you're going to be like the groomsmen in our wedding. So that affects like both weddings or whatever. So a month back when I thought all my friends and my best friend was going to my wedding, I told them like, well, I think that's rude. And if they're going to decide to not go to our wedding, I don't want them at like any wedding festivities. So like we're doing a coed bridal shower. So I didn't want to invite them. So now that this is happening to me, I stick by my statement. I don't want anybody that's not attending the wedding to be invited. Maybe that's petty, but. It's
0: a little petty. <laughs> it's a little petty. Yeah. <laughs> so is that you enforcing that r- rule or boundary, whatever you want to call it, to your husband, like with your friend? Are you saying, you're deciding all right if you're not coming to your your my wedding then i'm not you gonna have you in any of the festivities or is your husband being like all right well if i can't but if your fiance is like all right if i can't <laughs> include him at any of the other festivities and you can't include your friend either now that he's also bailing like who's enforcing that boundary you or your fiance
4: no totally me he's okay. more like chill about it i feel bad because he i know he cares that his best friend isn't going and i know that he cares about how it all went down because we found out on social media after he like tried to have a conversation with him and all of that so it's kind of me saying like well i stick by my statement that i was you know that i enforced when your best friend was going through a situation gotcha so i'm sticking by it he's saying that i'm being a little petty uh yeah.
0: Okay. Do <laughs> yes. you want to be right or do you want to be happy?
4: I wanna be happy. Okay. But but I <laughs> I happy. But I think that gonna be like one, his best friend is just annoying. So I don't want him and his fiance there because we kind of got into it after like she posted on social media like her wedding date and everything like that and didn't give us the respect of like, you know, reaching out and being like, Hey, we're getting married 20 days after you guys, he, we won't be able to go, even though like we were gonna go, he was gonna be a groomsman, all of that. So I don't want them there. But my fiance really wants them there, their childhood best friend. And I'm just like stuck with my best friend. I, I fully think like, listen, you're not going to the wedding. That's fine. But I don't like why should I invite you to everything else? If you're not going to care enough to show up to the wedding?
0: It just sounds petty. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to be honest? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it it, it just really comes down to, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Right? That's the message I'm going to say is going to be around that. Right? You just said to us earlier that you don't want this situation to be kind of the end of your friendships. Right? Is yeah. that, that's a true statement?
4: Well, my friendship but i don't think that my fiance's best friend is very good friend to him so
0: i don't care about that friendship but that is up for your fiance to decide do you trust do you trust your fiance to manage his own friendships
4: i do i just think sometimes he can be a pushover so i get like overprotective over him and like sure i'm like you know stand your ground or something but yeah also that 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 pushover
0: quality is probably and, and maybe you're right at times but that quote unquote, pushover quality, that thing you want him to work on probably also allows him to be generous and considerate and empathetic to others and allows him to be a great friend and probably a great partner to you because he is willing to yeah. take the high road or, you know, at times not let his frustrations or own pettiness get in the way. And my guess is there's a little bit yeah, of that's true. <laughs> balance there. And so I guess what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, listen, you can let this be a situation that is frustrating to you. You have every right to be frustrated. I get it. You know, like it, it seems un- I would be as frustrated as you are about how my friend chose to handle it. I would feel like I didn't get an opportunity to even get mad or frustrated, you know? So you have every right to communicate that with your friend. Now, then you have the other choice of, do I want to make this a bigger situation? Do I want this to bleed into my friendship? And pettiness will allow it to, manifest and turn into something else snowball like it could be an opportunity for you ba- go back in your mind and think of every moment that your friend let you down and disappointed you and you could use that as a way to say you know what not only did you not go to my wedding but you did x y and z and you're just going to decide not to let it go and this and then what is he going to do you know he could start doing the same thing these are how friendships can fall apart you know if you want to go back and litigate every moment in your friendship about the times you let each other down this is a great way to like instigate that. Or you could maybe write your friend a note or ask them out to coffee and sit down with them because you've been best friends and by your words for the past 12 years with this person. And you can say, listen, you've made your decision, but can I just say it really, like, I just, it really disappointed me how you handled it. And they could be like, well, what do you mean? It's just like, you just told me what you were going to do. And ultimately you're going to do what you wanted to do, but like you didn't, you didn't even give me a chance to respond or get mad or talk with you about it. And it felt very dismissive. And it just, that that just hurt my feelings more than anything. You know, it made me feel like, you know, it, I wasn't a priority at all. Like, it didn't even seem like you were willing to try. And I'm guessing that will allow him to acknowledge, well, I felt defensive. I was worried that you'd get upset and yada, yada and things like that.
2: I also don't yeah. think that it's that he doesn't care. I think he does really care, but he's choosing between a rock and a hard place. It's his brother and it's his best friend. And I think allowing him to be at all of the other wedding events that he can be at is just as good because he can't be at the wedding and that sucks. And I'm sorry, but like he, d- I mean, he does have to be with his brother, but I think having him at the bridal shower and having him on your bachelorette trip if you haven't taken it yet and having him kind of be involved as much as he can will. F- fill that void as much as possible you know
0: his failure in his response to you is a product of him caring it doesn't feel that way but that's why he handled it so poorly that's why he got defensive that's why he went on the offensive because he knew how upset you would get so that's you know that's not an excuse for how he handled it but i'm letting you know it's not because he doesn't care he very much cares that's why he was so shitty in his response often when we You know, that's that's usually a catalyst for why we handle situations poorly. It's because we don't know what to do. We get bad advice and we just "Ah, I don't want to deal with it. So, like, let's just be dismissive.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I know he cares that it was just more like I also know him really well. And I know that he his he can't stand having anyone be mad at him or like upset at him. Sure. So I kind of like felt rushed. I felt like, okay, he called and I, I, I think I handled it well enough in the point, like I didn't start screaming or yelling or anything like that. I just told him like, Hey, it's obviously not friendship ending, but I need a minute. Like I need a second. And then he was like, okay, bye. And he hung up. And I mean, I get it. Like maybe he was nervous or whatever. And then the text message was kind of just a word vomit of like, you know that I care about you and I love you and blah, blah, blah. And you don't think that this like makes me so upset. And then just like, but you have to understand. And it just felt like he was trying to rush it and be like, please don't be mad at me. Like, please, like, you know what I mean? And like, this happens uh, when we have big fights in our friendship. It's like him rushing it because he doesn't like me being mad, but I also need time to like process. And like, I told him, I'm like, in my opinion, it feels like you made the decision right then and there. And I, and if the roles were reversed, I feel like I would have tried to like, do anything to make it work out. And I don't feel like I got that from him. So that's like, the most upsetting part, because I'm I know, like, it's a destination wedding. Like, I know, I'm asking a lot from the guests. And like, it's no problem. Like, if you can't make it, that's okay. But for my best friend, I would have expected like, him trying to just like work something
0: out. Yeah, I know. But- I, I hear you on that. But just because our friends don't meet our expectations doesn't mean they're bad friends. That just means they didn't meet our expectations. And I'm not saying they didn't do anything wrong. You have every right to be upset. But your fiance at some point is not going to meet your expectation and you will get mad and you will be justified for getting mad. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're 100% right and he's 100% wrong. Or, or maybe there are situations where that happens but you know you work through those times too you're going to handle some situations differently than your friends will and your partner will but like we sometimes it's that kind of main character syndrome is well, because i would handle it this way apparently that's how everyone should handle it like you're you become judge jury and executioner for every situation because well this is how i would handle it and I'm, yeah. I like how I would handle it. And even if you put a lot of effort in consideration for how you're handling a situation, you know, like I want to be thoughtful, Hey, I'm really giving this the consideration it needs to do it the right way. And then that makes us feel more justified to stand our ground, you know, and well, I would handle it this way because I'm not only handle it this way, but I've thought about how I should handle it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then because you feel like he was reactive, you feel more right. And I'm not saying you're, wrong i'm just saying that's just your perspective
4: Yes. Yeah. so should i just like let everything go and kind of just invite the best friends to the wedding shower and just like let them be there and kind of
2: take the higher road and like put my
0: pettiness <laughs> aside <laughs> i mean it's, uh, what, i think
2: it, give your time give yourself time to be upset i don't know exactly how long it's been since you've had this conversation with him but give yourself time to mourn the fact that he won't be there that is sad and that is. Like, I know that feeling. I have best friends who won't be at my wedding and it does suck. I don't think when his brother told him the weekend that his bachelorette trip is, he was like, oh, it's the same weekend. All right. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like, I'm sure he pushed back and I'm sure he asked, like, is there any other weekend we can do? Like, is anything, you know, this is my best friend's wedding weekend. I'm sure he tried to fight it.
7: Yeah, I feel like if both of you had some like a little bit more faith in each other and if you do want to address this as like a if this is something that you feel like is a real reoccurring pattern in your friendship, and it's something that it's like, it's not just about kind of like hashing out or making it fair for this one scenario, but it's more like to grow our relationship and be better friends moving forward. Like if it is something you choose to address, I think a lot of it could just be both of you having a bit more faith in each other, where it's like him having faith in you that you will get to the place of forgiveness, but like you just need time and a little bit of space to get there. And it would be really helpful if he could like be there with you and like, be a presence for that and then also kind of conversely like you having faith in him and like giving him true benefit of the doubt because i think as soon as you see him at your shower and he's there to celebrate you i think it will feel really really good but like i sure as shit wouldn't be thinking about that where you know in this stage <laughs> like it's hard right now because it's like feelings are hurt but i feel like you know once there is that level of like forgiveness and connection it's just like such a relief for everyone
0: is he What would you, how do you, how do you see this situation?
6: Uh, I agree with you guys. I mean, it's a very tough scenario. I kind of had one similar, I would say. And yeah, it's just at the end of the day.
0: How'd you handle it?
6: What Um, what what
0: happened? What's the situation?
6: It's kind of the same thing. Like my buddy, um, had to go, yeah, he had to leave. I had like a, it was like a graduation thing. I mean, not a wedding, but it was like a graduation thing. Um, and like he ended up choosing just like a silly trip with a girlfriend, you know what I mean? It was a big deal. It was like back in the day, I was like in the fire academy and I graduated from that. And so like, I wanted him there and like, yeah, he chose it. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're best friends. We've been best friends since we were four. And you know, I didn't agree with his decision, but at the end of the day, like you're my ride or die. Um, and yeah, so it, it sucks, but I love the guy. And in the end, I'm going to choose our friendship over everything.
4: So like, what do, how do I move on from this? Cause I obviously love him so I don't want to I don't want it to be friendship ending but I also am having a hard time like explaining to him why I'm so upset and having him like understand that it's not just about not attending the wedding it's how he handled it so how do I have that conversation and like tie it up in a nice little boat and move on
0: I think you have a face-to-face conversation with him sit down with him over dinner I don't know what you two do and just say hey listen can we talk about the whole wedding stuff. And you got to come from a place of, you know, you have to bring it up in a non-confrontational way. Not like, all right, let's fucking, you know. Hash this out. Let's hash this out. You know, it's just like, can we just talk about it? Let's just talk. Let's just talk.
6: As a person from experience going through this, it's all about your delivery. (laughs) From experience, just go in nice and easy. Obviously you want to be heard, but yeah, just like, don't go in overbearingly. (laughs) And I think you start by just accepting his decision. I
0: know you're not going to be there.
7: And reassuring him. I've
0: accepted that. And then, yes, reassure him. Do the thing that you want him to do with you. Empathize with his situation, because that's what you want from him. You want him to consider and empathize with what how he's disappointing you. So I, as disappointed as I am, I understand that you want to be there for your brother. I, I get it. I understand that you were put in a very difficult position, and it must have been really hard for you knowing that you would disappoint me. And I know that you don't like disappointing other people. I understand all that despite that it did hurt my feelings you know we've been friends for 12 years and it's not it was one thing for you not to be there it was another thing that you just like you didn't even like tell you literally told me I couldn't get upset and you told me that I'm just supposed to be fine with it and that that was frustrating because like don't you want me to be upset that you're not going to be there don't you want me to care that you're not going to be at my wedding and if that's if the worst thing that I'm doing is this being disappointed that I can't be there for you. You're not going to be at my wedding. Like, so be it, but I love you. And I just, in the future, can you just like talk to me about this stuff and like, let me be disappointed. I'll promise to do a better job of handling my disappointment in the future. But like, I want you to allow me to, you know, I want us to be able to talk through stuff. You're my best friend. I love you, you know, and just go from there
4: okay so should i give it time to see if he even answers the text that i sent him
0: no you know what you want to do so this is not don't yeah. test him
7: okay. yeah this isn't someone you've been dating for three weeks like you can yeah. double text each other who's your best yeah. fucking friend yeah. and especially like going into this with the energy of like i'm talking about this because i want our friendship to heal like i think like framing it that way is going to be good and please like let us know how this goes because like this is your best friend okay. you really i feel like from what you've said, like, it seems like you're really willing to, like, be the bigger person, have that perspective once you get this closure. So, like, please keep us updated because I'm sure we'll, it will hopefully be a positive <laughs> one. And
0: one other note as far as your uh, the other wedding going on, and it, just to say this with love, from her, this other girl and their wedding and his, your buddy's best friend, you know, you're planning your wedding and it feels important to you. And obviously it is. You're the main character in your story. Well, they're the main character in their story. And I don't know. I don't know. It's diff- it's challenging to plan a wedding venues. There's a lot of like it's stressful. All the stress that you're going through, they're going through, too. And like, don't be petty just because they planned a wedding three weeks you know, before and and you weren't the center of their attention. And I, it feels you know, you have the right to want to be the center of attention. It's your wedding. But they're, they have a wedding to plan. So don't make life harder on your fiance just because you have a bone to pick. Just let it slide
4: it wasn't the fact that they're not going or anything like that. It was more of like the lack of respect that my fiance reached out and you know, but, but yeah, I just, I have to let it go. Let him pick his own
0: battles. Life will be a lot easier. All right. You're right. Okay. Well, we definitely want an update after you talk with the friend. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Izzy, we're back. We're back. Let's get to the box. Lost it's, and found. Uh, yeah. What the lost and found drawer? The drawer. <laughs> the drawer. Um, Might as
2: well have been a box. There was so much in it.
0: It was basically a, like a conquest drawer, I suppose. I felt like watching it back. You know, guy to guy. we we. <laughs> we I said this on our episode yesterday. I think it started organically. You know. I think organically, someone left a braid behind. You're like, oh, I'll just... A braid? Whatever. I don't know what the fuck's in that Someone's, drawer. An
2: earring. Someone's hair fell out and put it in no, the like drawer. A, a hair tie. A I, don't, I don't know bobby
0: what the fuck pins. this shit's called. <laughs> a bobby pin, whatever. Like some eyelashes, you know, who knows. And you had the best of intentions. You're like, oh, I'll just... Maybe they'll, they'll ask for it back. Yeah, I mean... And then and then that, like, accumulated. And then one day you looked at it and you and you're like, I fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I get bitched. I get laid. (laughs) And it was a little bit of a like a a pat in the old back of of seeing your conquests in a drawer, a scrapbook, a scrapbook, if you will. (laughs) And then I had the theory that the reason why you left it there is you got back from the pods in Mexico. Your world's turned upside down. You left for a show that you were like, I don't know how this is gonna go. You know, a month later. You're fucking engaged. You're four weeks away from a wedding. Your life's turned upside down. You get back from the pods. You go to her apartment. You look in your drawer you're like, oh. And then you just kind of like didn't do anything. And then it festered and you kind of blurted it out. And you realized you did something stupid yeah. by not throwing it away. But you didn't really know how to say to Stacy <laughs> what I just said to you.
6: Yeah. I, um, so... I honestly yeah that's exactly how you described it like I didn't even expect to come back with anything like engage or anything like that and so we go to my place and she's going through every single drawer and cabinet and so as we're getting to that point I'm like
0: once she found the paper plate she's like what else is yeah. there so she goes to the
6: bathroom and she's doing all that and I'm just like fuck like I know it's there and I know she's gonna see it so I just took the initiative I was like you know what the entire experience like i'm just gonna be very open and raw i mean what you see is what you get like i have nothing to hide from you and i was like yeah there's a lost and found drawer like i know you're about to see it and so i'm just gonna go ahead and just show you and lost yeah. and found drawer. <laughs> and so and it's uh, the reason i had this stuff it sounds because, like a leave one take one situation <laughs> i mean like i have uh, you know friends that have stayed obviously girls that have stayed over as well and like, I don't want to just throw their stuff away. Like, I have good relationships with these people still. It's not like, you know, it's like an excess But stuff What was in the drawer? I honestly don't even remember. Uh, I want to say probably just like a like an earring, which was like a nice diamond earring that like, I'm not going to just go chunk some girl's stuff. Like, I felt bad, you know. Um, I why can't, not? Why not be like, hey, I got your earring? Uh, well, I did. Like, I text them, but it's just like, I'll see you when I see you kind of thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't like urgent. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to hold it. If we crossed paths, because like I usually keep good relationships with people, no, I hear you. I mean, it's um, like you went
0: literally from one day in your fuck boy era, and yeah, I don't yeah. mean that in the you know, no, it's just, but it is it's what it is, and then truth, yeah. in a month later, you're an engaged man overnight with yeah. no time in between, yeah.
6: So, I mean, I was just open and honest. Um, some people you know would appreciate the honesty, some people are like, you're stupid for that, like, you should have trashed it if i would have went to her place and there's a guy's shirt or something like i wouldn't have freaked out i'm like you know it's like you had a life before this i get it it's cool like i mean even if if like i I still wouldn't get like upset even if like she had like an extra show like whatever I'm i'm with you now so how how did she take
0: it though i guess in the moment with you being there like i mean what was her biggest
6: frustration she said she's like why if you knew you like you had that why didn't you like go out of your way to come throw it out and i was just like in my head, I was like, question. "Yeah," and I was like, "I hear you." I was like, "As far as for me, like, I wanted to leave everything as is, so you can just see how my life was before." I was—is re-
0: that part true, or did you just kind of forget?
6: I forgot, honestly. Yeah. So then, when it was there, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I mean, I'm—I have nothing to hide, so I'll just—I sure I would, could have tried to like, while she was in there, run away and like try to go. It's
0: a damn if you do, because if she would have caught you like rushing yeah. to the bathroom. To grab the drawer and throw it out, it would lo- it would have come across as that you're
6: trying to hide it from exactly. Her. But weren't
2: you there the day before and you were like cleaning up? I went up in and really quick and went it? out.
6: Oh, okay. yeah, because we we're living at the other place at this point. And I think it was like I just went in to get something for my dogs or my dogs were there. Yeah, because we hadn't our dogs hadn't met yet at that point. So yeah. like i was still having to go back and forth like with my dogs, and it's like I'm not I'm not thinking, thinking of that. this stuff right yeah. now. Like yeah, I'm living out of a suitcase. Like everything that I would have in that drawer usually was is already in my suitcase. So I'm not like... Right
0: yeah okay
6: <laughs> how did you guys
0: resolve things that night
6: that was the night when uh, the paper plate thing too okay um, that was, okay. Um, that was yeah. all she comes sound. she said yeah we talk we have dinner and yeah regardless whatever we face we always fix it so well uh we know uh izzy
0: you are coming back after the reunion so so many more questions we have for you curious if you're with stacy if you're not with stacy uh-huh. I'm having a hard time telling. <laughs> um, so we're excited to have you back. But before we let you go to this week, i just curious about some of your other castmates. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Uche and Lydia fight, the accusation of her knowing, not knowing that he was on, the Aaliyah of it all. I guess, how did you see some of those other uh, situations and how involved were you as a friend or just an observer?
6: Um,. Honestly, I didn't know any of that was going on. Um, I knew they were exes or whatever, um, but I didn't know exactly what was going on with like Aaliyah and that. I will say like in that scenario at the barbecue, I was just there for Milton. It was a very awkward spot. I really felt for him. um, proud of him. He handled himself so well. Uh, but there was a time where in that scenario, he was just like kind of locked in the bathroom by himself. Like he was just overwhelmed, you know? And I was just like, so I went in oh, there really? and I ch- Melton was locked. He locked himself in the bathroom. He said
2: he took, he was like, I just took a, it was the longest piss of my life or something.
6: Yeah. yeah he, okay. like- he just like, yeah, he sat in there for a while and just kind of got away from it. I don't blame him. Um, and so I just went in there and just kind of just was there for him. Like, dude, you got it. Let's just make it through. Like, talk to her later give her some time she's obviously like overwhelmed but like be there for her at the same time but yeah i, I really didn't get involved with that too much i just kind of sat back and watched um, what's
0: uh your read on uche because i listen i'm a strategic guy and you know i like to think things through i've mm-hmm. you know i like to calculate things so to speak yeah so i don't i don't fault people for being strategic or calculated to a certain degree mm-hmm. but yeah, what is your read on Uche? Because there's there's being calculated and then there's, like, being calculated. And he um, seems like he wants to litigate everyone's misfortune so that he can... He seems more focused on winning breakups rather than developing relationships. That's my read. Yeah. I don't know what your read... Obviously, you've watched it, but you've also got to live with them. How does the watching it back change your perception of Uche versus
6: living and getting to know Uche? Yeah, so watching it back, like, I mean, now I'm not so shocked, but like I was kind of shocked watching it um, because he was the oldest of all of us. He was kind of like the one, the most wise, is giving the advice, you know, in the lounge. He was super, like really cool, level headed. and I thought like we were all good friends um, after the show. I was in shock. He was kind of talking bad about me to a lot of the cast people. He was. Yeah. When did you find that out?
2: Same time he found out Johnny was talking bad about you.
6: No, this was, like, after filming. Like, oh. this was, like, everything was already done. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, what the what hell? What did th- you do did I was like, people? what did I do to you? I thought we were what, boys. What were some
0: of the things he said?
6: Um, like, He would just tell Johnny that I was, like, kind of, like, a shit guy. Because me and Johnny ended up meeting, like, after the show. We talked everything out. I apologized. We got some clearance. And, like, we're good friends after that. So, yeah, like, he would get mad at Johnny for, like, hanging around with me. And then he would tell, like, some of the other castmates, like, why are you hanging out with them he's a shit guy he would say like you're so superficial i have a lot of friends at home and like some a lot of friends that are girls too and like you know I'm with my friends on their birthdays and stuff and he sees me with all these girls and he's like yeah he's like he's so superficial look at all the girls he's around all the time and then me and stacy we all ended up like going for drinks one time uh stacy him one more person from the cast. It was like four of us. I walked to the bathroom and he's like trying to bad mouth me to Stacey like as I'm there. And I'm like, dude, what did I do to you? Do you think he's a bit two-faced? Uh, I mean, he's a good, I just, I'm just confused in the situation. I mean, he is a good guy. I saw him interact with all the other guys. I just don't, I don't know. I've never approached him with it. Um, You just let it slide. Yeah, like I'm just like, look, I didn't do anything. If you have your opinion, that's fine. Like it wasn't that big of a deal to Can me. Can you so. help us understand JP?
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> did anyone ever ask him why he only wears red, white, and blue?
6: Um, I think some of the guys did, but literally everything. Like, I don't think I ever saw him one time over there without something American flag. What <laughs> anywhere, is his? Answer?
2: He's just like he just loves America. He just loves America. He just loves America. Yeah, he's
6: like America. Yeah, fuck yeah. fuck yeah. you, love America. He
0: always great. say uh, <laughs>
2: America. Fuck <And> yeah. <laughs> did you?
0: Has anyone talked to him about the whole lack of? dialogue between Taylor or makeup gate or any, um, any of that. Again, like I felt he handled it incredibly poorly. Oh, I yeah. think he came across as a dick. Yeah. I also felt bad for him because <laughs> I saw a guy who didn't quite understand how he was coming across. Yeah, uh, and Again, not an excuse. He needs to learn how to communicate, but I, I really felt bad for him. It sounds like this guy's been through a lot. He was pretty open about his traumatic childhood and I just, I really, I pitied him because yeah. I, he seems like the, beneath all his lack of communication and his poor social skills there, there seems like a good heart oh, yeah. underneath it all. And what would you have to say to that? Yeah,
6: he's a really good guy. Like I got to hang out with him one-on-one. Um, I believe he's been like seeing a girl for a year now. So, I mean, obviously he's doing something right, but, um, I think, yeah, I think sometimes a lot of guys are not very intact with their emotions or can express them very well. Um, and I think that was just the case with him. I did talk to him in Mexico and he was like, Taylor's beautiful. I love the way she looks, you know, without her makeup like she has such natural beauty obviously the way he worded it to her was completely yeah, horrible yeah. why don't you just say that yeah <laughs> you should have just said it that way so i mean he comes from a good spot he has a good heart i think he just needs to work on his uh, presentation on how he delivers things it's, it's, it's i feel like that's kind of a trend for season five or deliveries are poor yeah <laughs>
0: well yeah that's, um I, that's what i love about love is blind is because it seems to cast Regular people with regular relationship problems and, you know, everyone has red flags. Mm -hmm. What would you say to close things out? uh, What would you say are things that you learned about yourself through this process? A guy who has been reflective in the past, who's done the work. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you agree that you're you're never a finished product. So what would be something that you...
2: From episodes one through seven. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One through
6: seven. Um, (laughs) One through seven. I would say probably react better in a moment. Be more well composed. Yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest takeaway. Like I saw a side of myself that I've never seen before. It's usually not how I am. I was disgusted with it. So I learned from that and yeah, take the ownership, apologize and move on. Okay. Izzy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh,
0: Thanks for coming. Yeah, I feel like you answered a lot of the burning questions. We look forward to having you back in a few weeks post reunion. (laughs) Lots. Well, I don't know if there's a lot to talk about. I seem like there's going to be a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
6: There'll be some good stuff in there. Uh, (laughs) So
0: uh, excited for that. But until then, we appreciate it. Where can people follow you?
6: Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. uh, What is it? Izzy Sabata underscore. Okay all yeah, right thanks for having me
0: uh thank you don't forget to send in those questions for all things sweat in the wedding texting office hours ask nick you know the drill at uh ask nick at the vile files.com we are back next week with uh, the one and only gabby wendy to help break down the rest of love is blind golden bachelor Lo- bachelor in paradise so it's a jam-packed reality recap and next week we have Heather DeBro from uh, Real Housewives of Orange County following the you know the reunion. So right after the reunion, lots to get into with Heather. Uh, a lot of burning questions for Heather. And, yeah, better date than never tonight, live at 9. Don't forget, get ready for a jam-packed month. We'll see you next time. Bye.